On this episode of This Is Game Boy, Armawashi is too tight. Yeah, hello again, everybody. Welcome to another episode of This Is Game Boy, full episodes. Also, hi everybody in the chat who's watching this live, of course, because now we're uh, always recording live. So yeah, like yeah. always, it's me, Mule. I'm here, and with me for these full episodes is uh, my co-host, The Bloody Candy. Hello. We actually have our names on the uh, little window now, too. Ooh, I, I, I did that fancy earlier stuff. today. That's what took me 20 minutes to do. <laughs> that's, that's a long time <laughs> uh, so yeah before we head into uh this episode's game like always uh let's go over what we have been doing i'll start because literally i haven't done anything to be perfectly honest because uh, my lights recording what wasn't yeah my lights recording wasn't that long ago plus i uh i was job hunting and i had a lot to do for that so i didn't get to, get to play many games. Um, but like I mentioned in my light, I was uh, playing through the Spider-Man DLC because it was finally on sale. Uh, and I finished it, or completed it, I guess. Uh, and now I have to replay the game on Ultimate Mode, which is crazy hard. Like, you Jesus, don't have to. Take. Well, I want those trophies, so yes, I, I do have to. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, yeah, Spider-Man, everybody knows that game. <clears throat> Great game. Uh, um, I'm almost done with it again, so there you go. Uh, and besides that, I also... I, I went to a game store here uh, with a friend of mine. Sometimes we just go there to check out what, what's there. And they had a PS4 copy, physical copy of Owlboy. Uh, so I picked that up. Um, I enjoyed the game, but for the price it is, and the physical costs like the same as the uh, the digital one, and the 25 euros for me. Um, it's a bit too pricey because uh, it was a little bit too short for that price. But um, it's a fun game. Uh, I enjoyed playing it. it it's mm, you could say it's like you have to play it like a Metroid game. Like getting the right stuff to advance, but it's way more linear than than any uh, other type of game like that. But it has great music and great graphics. But uh, if you want to get that game, and if you don't mind going for a digital copy, I would say just wait for a sale and pick it up. Well, it's on literally every console and and Steam and stuff, as far as I know. Uh, but yeah, that's literally all I've been doing. Uh, so what have you been doing, EBC? Um, so like off of Owlboy, like I've never played Owlboy, but I definitely have watched a decent amount of streams of it. It looks fun. It's definitely a game I would play. Uh, and then Spider-Man. We've both have played Spider-Man. Platinumed it, yeah. so. Um, watching you play the DLC was fun, though, because we, we play very differently. Um, <laughs> you're not nearly as aggressive as I am in that game. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see here. I did my first RGL raffle last week. Uh, it was a handheld night, so my entire raffle window that was like four hours or five hours was all handheld games. Got to play some pretty cool games. You, I was surprised that I got more Game Gear games than any other system. 
which was cool because Game Gear is a system I kind of want to get into a little bit, so mm-hmm. um, a little bit more knowledge about. But um, played a few Atari Lynx games. They were okay. The last game of the night was Xenomorph, which was like the only Atari Lynx game that I've ever played before, so that was fun. Um, you basically just run around with a gun and shoot alien eggs. It's it's pretty dumb, but it's it's <laughs> fun at the same time. It's pretty arcadey. Um, and then I got introduced to might be the worst game I have ever played in my life, and that coming from me is a pretty big <laughs> statement because like I like some really bad games, but uh, I got Dragon's Lair for the Game Boy Color requested in a raffle, and it's a direct port of the arcade version. Ooh. It's pretty impressive for the Game Boy Color. I will give it that, but the game is awful. Like, it doesn't... It gives you two modes. It gives you, like, a normal mode and a tutorial mode. Tutorial mode tells you, like, what buttons to press and when to press them, but normal mode doesn't do that at all. But tutorial mode doesn't go through the entire game or every window. It only goes up to, like, the first seven windows, and then it shuts off. (laughs) <laughs> so like right. so like once you play through Dragon's Lair like once you've passed like those seven windows that you've done in training you're kind of on your own to figure out what to do and the game just beeps at you if you get it right or wrong and since it's timing based like you could have pressed the right button on the wrong time and it gave you the wrong beep and you're just like well wrong button maybe <laughs> no it's just a crap game um <laughs> I still haven't beaten it. I've probably put like three hours into the game. And I still haven't beaten it. It's only 30 screens long. I've gotten close wow, twice. Okay. I've only gotten close twice. It's dumb. It's a dog water game and it should not be it should not be a thing. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, absolutely awful. Awful. Awful game. I'd rather play <laughs> I'd rather play the NES version. And I don't even like the NES version. Um <laughs> I'd rather play it on arcade, where like the graphics and the animation is actually fun. <laughs> but for Game Boy Color, it's actually a pretty, it's a pretty interesting game because like they actually put a lot into that little cartridge, like the animation and the voice acting, and it's actually really well done. So, um, oh, that I've been playing Lost Ark. For those that don't know what Lost Ark is, it's the new Western MMO that came from Korea that's been out for like five years. Um, I've been playing that because it's what I do. Um, <laughs> WoW Classic uh, Phase 3, WoW Classic TBC came out like a month ago, so and I raid four nights a week in that, so <laughs> that's pretty much half of my life. Yeah. Um, I played through a bunch of NES games on the Mister to get a better quality video um so i did replay through i think it was uh, mega man 3 kirby's adventure donkey kong donkey kong jr where's waldo and i think bucky o'hare so did a bunch of that um that's really about it in terms of game stuff like i was gonna play warioware tonight probably for the game boy advance because that was actually pretty fun to play on uh the raffle thing so but uh yeah that's all i i mean i've done a lot of stuff but like it's been like in short bursts not a not a consistent thing yeah yeah 
not not much this time around, but whatever. But with the new Kirby game coming out in a couple <clears throat> weeks. Oh yeah, I did play the demo of it. That's true. I didn't play the demo I, at all. I didn't even download it. <laughs> I, I want to be it's, a complete surprise. It's oh, fun. I, I want to be dis. I want to be overly disappointed in it, like I was with Star Allies. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not getting the game day one, probably, but I will oh, pick I it am. up. Uh, the demo was fun, but like, it's it's not like I was uh, overwhelmed by it or anything. I, I just want to be a refrigerator again. I haven't been a refrigerator <laughs> since the N64. <laughs> and I want to get my five stars after I hijack a car. So yeah, yeah, that's definitely <laughs> how that game works. Yeah. Kirby GTA. I'm gonna have the army after me, and <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, but yeah, that's really all I've been up to. I'm mostly just anticipating Kirby in the next couple weeks, and then um, <clears throat> um, that's, that's the, the Switch just put out all their lineup. There's another game I was excited for, and I can't remember it now. That's how excited I am for it. So. Um, yeah, I have no idea. I can't remember. That's really about it. I'm event like I think I have a few things on the docket, like Hollow Knight and oh, the new Assassin's Creed DLC just came out for Valhalla, where I get to play as Odin, and I have to save. I think it's Thor. I think it's Thor or one of his other kids. I can't remember now. You have to fight Loki, I believe. So, um, hmm, okay. I think in a way it's it's something about Ragnarok, so it's something with Loki and and the Jotunheim and all that stuff. So uh, yeah, and, and Kratos and yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Dad, Dad of War, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have to deal with that damn kid just barking at you all the time. That kid ruined <laughs> that game for me. <laughs> he wasn't. There was a part he was awful, but yeah, the entire game. Fun. I agree. But, uh... <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this time around, um, we got a pretty underrated and a, a fairly obscure Game Boy game this time around. Uh, Sumo Fighter, also known as Sumo Fighter. I, I have. Hold on. I have this sound thing. Tokaido Basso. There we go. I had it on the Google Translator voice thing, so I learned how to enunciate. <laughs> pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know how to say it. I don't know Japanese. <laughs> so yeah, take a, a minor break here. We'll be right back with some some uh, details about the game. So stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, so yeah, we got uh, Sumo Fighter, or Sumo Fighter. I already forgot how to say it in Japanese. Uh, to Tokaido <laughs> Baso. Yeah, nailed it. Ten out of ten. Came out April twenty sixth, nineteen ninety one, in Japan, and then March of ninety three for the United States. Apparently, you all didn't get it in Europe. Nope, and it's also a pretty late re release. Uh, it's almost almost two years later, actually. So, 
Yeah, it's it's kind of weird that they did that, but... Uh... Well, we had that one game that came out like seven years after the initial release, too. That was kind of bizarre. Yeah, hey, crazy. I don't you all know, didn't I don't get it, though. I feel like this game would have done well in Europe. Probably. And yeah, the because of the... Like, the, the Western release was so low. I guess it, it became an obscure game that just nobody really knew about or picked up, and... If you want a copy now, you're going to have to pay for it, sadly. Yeah, right now a Japanese copy of the game goes for about 30 to $40, which is still, honestly, in the retro collecting world, relatively cheap, sadly yeah. enough. Uh, but if you want a U.S. copy of Sumo, Sumo Fighter, it's about $200 now. Um, three years ago, the game was 50 bucks, mind you. So uh, if you want the manual for Sumo Fighter, which is even harder to find, by the way, uh, that's about a $300 manual. So if anyone wants to buy me the manual, and I can add it to my box over there of Game Boy manuals, I would love you forever. Because uh, I'm not going to spend $300 on a Game Boy manual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or if anybody who is listening has it, uh, I'd like to remind you that we do have like a database of Game Boy manual scans. So if you want to yep. contribute to that, uh, you can do so. Uh, yep. Definitely check that out. Would would be nice. Because uh, now we, like when it comes to plot and, and other things we're going to talk about, uh, I just made stuff up. So, <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's see. Um, the, the game was actually developed, I assume in the first place, by IMAX. Uh, yeah. Those are... Those are is the, bleh, that's the company that like... Uh, Released it origin or made it originally the Japanese version at least. Um, there's not that much information about uh, IMAX, uh, weirdly they, enough. But they, they they did a bunch of puzzle games for like Japanese only. But they also did Nail and Scale. I don't think we've yeah. talked about Nail and Scale in detail yet on the podcast. Not, not yet. Yeah, um, that that's at least one that is known outside of Japan. Um, but uh, the developer for the American version, in this case, was Kit, uh, Kindle Imagine Develop. I've talked about them in previous episode or in the light episode uh, in detail about, uh, about them. Um, they're basically an American branch of a Japanese company uh, that worked together with, I, I don't remember who it was, for Beret Fighter Deluxe uh, to make that game happen. So they translated a few things in the game uh, to to release it in the US. Um, and they're known for, like I said, Burai Fighter is one of them, Lojiman, uh, Yume Nutsu, what, what is that again? Yume no Tsubasa? Yeah, what is that again? Uh, I had it open. It's, it, it sounds really familiar, but now I... <laughs> it's, uh, well, it's a song apparently. I know, it, it really anyway. familiar. Uh, it's an adventure visual novel. Yeah, yeah, it, it sounds super familiar. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they also made like the two G.I. Joe games for NES and yep. things like that. So uh, that's, that is uh, who Kid is. Yeah. And those, um, those Japanese puzzle, puzzly games is like Mahjong, by the way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So pretty pop, Mahjong, a very popular puzzle type game in japan like there's about four billion mahjong games on the game boy so 
Yeah, or at least games that use the Mahjong tiles but are not yeah. actually Mahjong. Uh, like Shanghai, Mahjong. Shanghai is Shanghai doesn't use. Uh, uh, it uses Mahjong tiles, but they're like you just have to match them. I think you have to oh, really? have two of them to you yeah, it's 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 yeah whatever. Uh, I've never played it myself yet, but I haven't played Mahjong in years, so yeah. Um, the game got published by DTMC. I don't. It might be a abbreviation of something, but there's again almost nothing known by this yeah, company, no and they only lasted for two years. They 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 were funded in '92 and they went out of business in '94. So uh, sounds yeah, that, right. That's not much, and their logo looks like something I would make in paint. Uh, <laughs> just, just saying, uh, it's it's really it's it looks like one of those Simon Says. Oh no, like a ah uh, the spinner of uh, Twister. Yeah, I mean you can see it on like, the box art on the stream for those watching. It, it's a Simon Says circle. It has the yeah. red, yellow, blue, green. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I don't know, uh, but they did make a few games that are known at least. Yeah, uh, well known. For the wrong reasons, probably uh, like Lester the Unlikely for Super Nintendo. Uh, that's definitely a game. Uh, the Adventures of Doctor Franken. That's the Super Nintendo. That's the one Super Nintendo well, one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Laszlo's Leap. That's a puzzle game. Square Deal is a puzzle game, which I hate, and I that, still that have to game. beat it. It's it's like poker, but you have to match hands. It's really weird. I, I can't grasp how to play it correctly. Uh, I al- always thought that Square Deal, whenever I see that name, it's the TV show. That's just called the same, right? Uh, with the celebrities, where you have to like pick one and they're... Hollywood Squares answer. here, but yeah. Oh yeah, Hollywood Squares. Yeah, it always reminds me of that. Um, they also made California Games 2. I did not even know there was a second one. I, uh, I didn't know that either until I, saw, until I did some research on them. They did yeah. a bunch of other stuff too, but like those were probably the most noteworthy games that they've they published yeah so yeah not not too much that they did and most of their games are and they're 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 there i guess they're there (laughs) adventures of dr franken is probably the best of the of that list that we just mentioned so yeah and even that that game is not that great so Mm -hmm. um so yeah the composer of this game is Nobuyuki Shioda, who I am assuming is a part of Kid. And the, and the reason I say that is because his list of games that he's composed versus the list of games that Kid has developed or translated are almost one-to-one. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's composed games for Low G-Man, Chester Cheetah, Wild Wild West on the Genesis, uh, Barai Fighter Deluxe on the Game Boy, uh, a ton of Japanese games, obviously. So, um, it's actually kind of nice. Again, we don't get to see composer names all too often, and especially in Game Boy games and retro games alike, because credits were typically just pushed to the company as a whole or like the team and not individuals. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and genre for this game, if you've if you're watching the stream live, you can see that it is a basic go to your right platformer. So, yeah, it kind of beat 'em up, but not really. 
Uh, I, I would put it more in the platformer yeah. section as well. Even though even the platforming isn't... I don't know. It's it's, it's just a, a mix of those genres, but none of them comes through yeah, uh, perfectly. It's a, the, only type you, the only type of time you platform is to jump over a hole or dodge mm-hmm. some dodge some spikes. It's If you've ever played Ninja Gaiden... It's a very similar aspect to Ninja Gaiden, where you break some things, get some XP. The only time you ever need to jump is when you absolutely need to. Otherwise, you just walk mm. through everything. Um, yeah. Plot, yeah. I'm going to make you read the plot, because there's weird characters in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we don't really know the entire plot of the game. So, th- this basically comes from the Wikipedia page. And honestly... That's probably all there is to the game anyways. Uh, so the main character of this game is called Bontaro Heiseyama. Heiseyama? Heise- yeah, whatever. Uh, again, Japanese, not our, not our uh, strong point in the podcast. Um, so his uh, girlfriend, assumably Keio, or Kayo, gets uh, kidnapped. And he goes from uh, Tokyo, or back then Edo... Uh, he goes from there to Kyoto to rescue her. And uh, he uses the Tokaido, probably, uh, which is an eastern sea road. It, it's a road that goes by the sea, connecting Edo, or modern-day Tokyo, uh, to Kyoto in Japan. Uh, that's pretty much it. If, if you look at the game, there's some quote-unquote cutscenes in it where you see uh, Bontaro traveling uh, through all the regions by following that road. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much what this game is. Oh. Yep. Um, going right into the gameplay here. Controls. The controls seem basic at first until you want to get a little advanced with them. Uh, your D-pad obviously moves you. A is to jump, and if the longer you hold A, the further you can jump. Uh, it does have like a kind of floaty feel to it after mm-hmm. a while, uh, which comes in handy in later stages. Um, your B or the B button does your palm attack. It's one of the few attacks that you have. It's a close range melee uh, attack. Start button pauses. The select button does nothing at all. Hmm. If you double tap left or right, you'll run. Very handy later on in the game. If you double tap left or right plus B, you'll do a like a running headbutt. Um... If you do down plus A, you do a Shiko, which is your leg stomp. So if you've ever watched sumo wrestling, they do like the, well, the Shiko. They they do their their leg stomps in the in the circle, right? That's an attack. Um, and then up and B, you send a flying hand at the enemy, but you have to have a barrel power up for this one. Uh, and to note with this, your palm attack, your Shiko, and there's one other thing that you can power. You can actually power up. So if you, you can kind of think of it like an RP, almost like an RPG in a sense too, mm-hmm. where um, you get. We'll talk about XP here in a minute, but you get XP as you break blocks and kill enemies throughout the game. You use that XP to level up pieces of your character. Um, so like if you level up your your hand, for example, your palm attack does more damage. If you level up your feet, your Shiko does more damage. Etc. Etc. Um, going into the actual items of the game now, so this is where a lot of the game like really comes into play. Uh, is that you have a rice bowl or a ramen bowl, uh, which is one XP, 
every 10 XP that you get in the game, you can level up something on your character. Well, uh, it, the the number goes up. After it goes every, up. Yeah, every it goes. Level, yeah. yeah, it goes up after every every one. <laughs> I think by five or ten. So, yeah. Um, the Dongo dumplings give you one hit point. Um, there's a bowl of I'm assuming soup. I think that's what I called it in my playthrough. It's a full mm-hmm. heal. Uh, by default, I think you start off with I think four or five squares of health. Three actually. Is it three? Okay. Yeah. So three you start off. And, and, yeah. Yeah. So you, you upgrade it five squares. times, I believe. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you start off with three squares of health then, um, and each time you get hit, I think it takes away one one square. So mm-hmm. it's a pretty mm-hmm. unforgiving game when it comes to that. Um, there's a fan that gives you five XP, like the old Japanese traditional fan. I don't know the actual terminal or what those yeah, are actually called. Here. I forgot yeah. what they're called. Uh, there is a one up. Gives you a one up. Uh, there is a scroll that grants you invincibility for a, a short amount of time. Um, there's the barrel that gives you the flying fists, and then there's a shamrock that gives you. I think it was like five or ten XP as well too. You get those by killing like the ninja guys that just randomly appear. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. The scroll that does nothing. I don't think I've ever had the scroll that does nothing. You lose your fly fist upgrade and blink. Yeah, I don't think I've yeah. ever gotten that upgrade. So, <laughs> yeah, it's it's very yeah. weird. It's like you pick it up if you have uh, energy for your flying fist, it just disappears, and your character starts blinking the entire time, kind of <laughs> like you would have for the invincibility. But I cannot, for the life of me, figure out what it actually does. Um, like, I think it's a power down, for sure, because you lose the energy, but I don't know what the blinking is about, because it doesn't seem to do anything else, and it stays with you until you die or you finish the level, so it's, yeah, it's really weird. That is weird. Um, and then the skull, which I think was death, right? Uh, the skull just uh, makes you lose all of your experience that you have uh, accumulated so far. So death. So, <laughs> you don't you don't die of it but it's you you just want to avoid it because you don't want to lose your experience but yeah you can upgrade uh three things indeed you can do your normal attack uh your your shiko and uh your health every health that's what it was yeah every, every um ability has five level ups uh, when it comes to the health, uh, those give you one extra pack each, so you can go up to eight health in total. Uh, the Shiko does more damage the more you level it up, but I think um, it's only after you put in two, um, uh, like two experience points in it, uh, that it actually levels up. Uh, and it, the same goes for the fist. Um, so it's totally useless getting the fifth upgrade for the fist because it doesn't do anything. It you don't do more damage, um, at least not to enemies or bosses in the game. Um, there are a few blocks throughout the game that require you to have uh, the full upgrade to break them, um, but otherwise it doesn't do more damage to the enemies. Um, as far as these upgrades go. Um, the best thing to do, probably if you're not familiar with the game, is go for health first and then go for the four upgrades for your uh, palm attack, for sure. 
the Shiko you basically never use, uh, except for maybe two times in, I think, stage one, two, or one, three, one of I those. I used it for one of the bosses exclusively. The, yeah, there is a way to use it for one of the bosses as well, but it's a pretty useless upgrade. It's a long uh, attack. Like, you're very vulnerable when you're using it. Yeah, 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 you don't get invincibility frames throughout it, indeed. Mm. So, yeah, you should focus on uh, doing more damage and uh, being able to take more damage with your uh, with your HP upgrades. That's that's basically it. Yep. Um, so, yeah, going into the stages, there's, this game only has five stages. There's bosses after each stage, but each stage has three mini stages through it. Think of like how Mario is, like 1-1, 1-2, 1-3. Uh, and after you beat each stage, you get a password. So the game is super forgiving when it comes to that. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I believe it has unlimited continues even too, doesn't it? Yeah. It does, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, plus the passwords, as far as I know, also keep track of which upgrades yep. you have. So uh, it's always a different password, at least. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so you I mean you can go to GameFAQs, I guess and find a passcode, but like if you played it and you may get a different a different number for your password. So, yeah. Um so yeah, stage 1, stage 1 is your basic, you're learning how the game plays just like most Game Boy game does with this type of stuff. Um I know there's bonus stages throughout the entire game, but this was the only one I happened to come across and it was completely by accident. <laughs> Yeah, every um, stage has one. Like, literally every stage has yeah. one. But this was, like, the only one I came across, and it was completely by accident. I was like, oh, what's happening? Then I had a choice between three options. And the three options you can get is sumo wrestling, arm wrestling, and thumb wrestling. Mm-hmm. Those are the mini games, And, and they're completely random, by yeah. the way. Oh. And uh, they're all, all three are awful. I thought the arm wrestling one would be fun. No, they're all awful. Uh, avoid <laughs> avoid the bonuses at all costs. I I would um, disagree completely with that. Really? Actually, but oh, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Um, I hated the, them. The, <laughs> the thing is, the uh, the the sumo wrestling and the arm wrestling are the ones that make sense and are easy to do, and they're also the way to gain a lot, a lot, a lot of experience um, fast. Because playing through the game normally and and getting experience from the items that get dropped or that are hidden in bricks um, they don't give you that much but uh, the bonus games do the problem is of course you have a choice between three of them you don't know which ones they are because they're on cards that flip over and one of them is basically you don't get a bonus game so uh <laughs> yeah good luck getting the right one like i got frustrated a lot during <laughs> during the game because of that um, and you do not want the thumb wrestling one because it's very odd to play it. I still don't really get it. It's like you have to cancel your opponent's bar by going over it or under it. It's it's all kind of crazy. The other ones, you just have to look at the bar and stop it at the middle of the screen. Um, but in the first stage, you only get like 20 experience max, but if you get to bonus stage uh, during uh, World 5... Um, you get like 100 experience or something if you manage to go through it. So uh, that's the best way to level up, basically. Yeah, I did it like twice and I hated it and I never wanted to do it again. <laughs> so I actively avoided bonus stages in my playthrough. Uh, 
you get enough XP in the stages. Especially if you, you do, keep dying. You do. If you don't um, die, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but otherwise, like, if you're having a little bit of trouble with the game, just remember, there is one in each stage, so you can get a lot of experience that way. Yeah. Um... The, the fighting, the animation in this game is actually super well done. For it being a 1991 game, the animation in this game is insanely well done. When you, Whenever you attack, whenever you walk, like, your main character does a very nice job. Even the enemies do a nice job with, like, a, with an animation. Whenever you attack a basic enemy and you're, you're just palm striking them, there's a full-on animation of you throwing them over your shoulder. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's it's a very good animation. And then when you die, like it's an animation of you falling over dead. Like it's yeah. it's crazy good. Even the bosses, like um, we'll get to this one in a second. But like the 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 world three boss, like he did he, like his legs like jump like kind of like high knee. If you've ever done high knees before in sports, but like they're very like they're very animated. And it's it's I don't know like the the sprite work and the animation of this game. It's it's crazy good. But um, the first boss you come across is basically a, a martial artist. Um, <laughs> incredibly easy boss once you figure out the pattern. Um, he stands still. It gives you a chance to walk over and start palming him. This is where you probably either want to upgrade your health or your, or your hand uh, for mm-hmm. this one. Um, and then you hit him a couple times. You want to run backwards. And what he's going to do is that he's going to run towards you and then jump. And you can just sprint underneath of him while he's in the air, and you won't get hit. Once he lands, he'll stop, and you can just palm him again, rinse and repeat. Like, that's the entire fight. Um, the mm-hmm. one issue I do have with this game is that although, like, the bosses have the same health pool across the board, early game, like, they take forever to die because you don't have any power-ups, really. So, like, when you're fighting the first few bosses, it just feels like you're fighting for an eternity. And then... Uh, after a while, they get quicker, but like the fact that you just don't have power ups, it just seems like the fight takes forever. Um, mm. But I promise you that you can you can get through the first fight without getting hit at all if you time <laughs> your your dash right. Yeah, if if you do it correctly. Uh, one thing that hindered me throughout this game is the hitbox is a little weird on you. Yeah. Uh, not yeah. not on the enemies. On the enemies, it's fine, but. Sometimes, especially with this boss, because it's the first one you come across, and and I named this guy Dropkick Murphy because that's his attack. He he does a dropkick uh, <laughs> every time. Um, I don't know. Sometimes I just got hit and I wasn't even near him, uh, so I didn't really get what it was doing. And it happens with the other bosses as well, which is kind of annoying uh, if you don't know what you're doing. But after you figured it out. Uh, yeah. It's definitely not bad, but the, yeah, the, the hitbox is weird in this game. Uh, I don't know how to say it otherwise, because it's not that it's bad, it's just weird. It's just awkward. Because like at one point, like if you have an enemy below you and you're on a platform above them, they can actually walk through your feet and they won't hurt you at all. But you can mm-hmm. literally see their sprite walk through your legs, but they won't hurt you. But yeah, like yeah. if you're on the same level as them... You can get hit like three, three, pa- like three pixels away from your body. So, mm-hmm, yeah, the, the mm-hmm. hitboxes in this game on your character itself is is exceptionally weird. Um, but yeah, moving on to stage two, 
Uh, you called him Blink because he's dead if you blink. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we call him Beast Hammer. Um, basically because when you fight him, he, he, he'll either just walk back and forth across the screen and you just jump over him. Um, and then you just palm him whenever he stops walking or whenever you're behind him. But when he stops walking, he pukes out a dog. I've never to... even seen that attack. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No whenever idea. he stop, whenever he stops walking, he pukes out a dog. You jump over the dog, and he stands there like an idiot for like half a second. And you just beat the crap out of him, and he does his walking crap again. Like he's the <laughs> easiest boss ever, ever to grace the Game Boy. Um, yeah, he dies in one second because you just start bomb striking stun, him, and he's gone. Him. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. just gone immediately. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, if you level up your hand high enough, like, you can start stun locking the bosses, and uh, they can't do anything. They just sit there and be like, oh, I'm getting, I'm getting palmed. I'm getting slapped in the chest. What am I gonna do about it? And they just fall over dead. So <laughs> it's <Yeah>. good stuff. <laughs> um. World 3, I have a problem with World 3. World 3 is a is before you go to the boss, you have to go into a vertical climber. You have to climb up a tower. Now, World 3 is the absolute worst because this game is one of those games where it's it's like Castlevania, where if you lose the bottom platform while climbing up, that bottom platform doesn't come back and you die. And remember in this game, the longer you hold A, the longer you jump. So if you're doing a if you're doing a, a long jump up to a platform and you get hit by an enemy or you're not ready to commit to something, that platform underneath you disappears and you fall to your death. Even though it just it just went off the screen by a pixel, you are dead. That upsets me so much because there have been so many times in my playthrough and those you watching right now, you're watching my playthrough of it. And there have been so many times where like I would jump up and I'm like, oh, there's the platform over there. Oh, there's an enemy right there. Oh, there's an item up there I need to go grab quick. And I fall to my death because the platform disappeared below me. Mm-hmm. Um, this day, I would say this stage and stage five are the, are the two hardest normal stages to go through before you get to the boss. Um, mostly because of how unfair the game the game can get. Mm-hmm. Um, but World 3 offers you a ton of XP, a ton of 1-ups, and a ton of health. Yep. Um, and the 1-ups and the XP come back every single time so you technically don't even lose a life once you get to a certain point you just keep gathering it back you know and then you eventually have one extra but um the, like the, the stage offers you a plethora of things to go through and it gives you a bunch of the ninja guys too that give you the the shamrock for extra xp mm-hmm. so uh this stage is excellent for leveling up like your palm strike or your shiko or your health or whatever you want to level up um, but once you get to the top of the stage, you fight against, um, you call him Ramon. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, when I was playing it, it, it his sprite showed up and I was like, what was this Ramon doing here? I don't know. He looked like a Ramon to me. I don't know why. And I'm, or, I'm not talking about, a, not the band, the Ramones. I mean, like a guy named Ramon. <laughs> like, Ra- like Razor Ramon from wrestling? I don't. I don't know much Scott, about wrestling. Scott, so I don't wow. know. Okay. 
But yeah, well, he, he just looks like Ramon to me for whatever reason. According to lore, it's uh, Lord Lord Oda. So all right. <laughs> um, but this guy here, like he runs around like high knees, like quick step in with his fists up to his face, ready to box you. There's a, if you're watching the stream, there's a cheese strap for it. And you're seeing it right now. Um, his basic moves is he just runs back and forth, but there's a platform in the middle of the, st of the screen that you can just stand on. And when he approaches you, he'll punch at you, but you can just jump over him as he's walking under you. Um, and then once he gets to the far left side of the screen, he slide kicks back to the right side and just walks again back to the left side of the screen. If you hit him, he jumps up and does a drop kick. But here's the cool thing. If you, when he's walking underneath of you, if you jump above him and then crouch down and palm strike him, you can hit him in the back of the head. Then he'll drop kick to the left side of the screen and immediately slide back to the right, rinse and repeat. You can literally just hit him in the back of the head until he's dead. Mm -hmm. You don't ever have to face him head on on the bottom platform. Or you can use your Shiko. That's what I did in the speedrun. You can use you can use your Shiko and kill him that way too. It is a possibility. The first time I played the game again, because it's it's had been a while. Like this guy gave me so much trouble. <laughs> I don't know why. It took me a while to get through him, but yeah, once this you know what to do, it's really easy. The stage itself gave me more trouble than the boss. Um, I didn't have a problem with that. It was it was just good old Ramon here that was <laughs> good old ass. Ramon. Good old Ramon. <laughs> uh, then we go into stage four. Stage four is hard because you don't know what what are spikes and what aren't spikes. <laughs> um, <laughs> because and throughout the stage, you're gonna come across like these bamboo shoots in the ground. Those are actual spikes. Those mm. hurt you. But you're going to come across what looks like a cornfield, like the corn socks, the pointy tops. Those aren't spikes. Although they look like spikes, they're not spikes. They're just a normal piece of platform. Yeah, they're the breakable blocks for this stage, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's a thing to, to, to learn while you're playing through the game. However, the background of this stage is 10 out of 10 because it has a sun setting with the water in the background and some mountains and stuff gorgeous atmosphere for the game but um understanding what spike what what spikes are and what they're not in this stage is real dumb so <laughs> uh but yeah so this stage here they in this one introduces um the guys that can throw you as well so um at a certain point you're gonna get to like these like platforms and what's going to happen is that you've been tossing these people left and right However, you're going to come across an enemy that can actually throw you behind them if you're not careful. Um, and they are not fun to fight, period. So, um, that's really the biggest... The, the, the two big things in this stage is knowing what spikes are, which is the bamboo shoots in the ground, and being careful not to get thrown behind you. Um, I think this stage also offers the crazy neck lady as well, too. Um, the crazy neck lady is this Japanese uh, woman that has like the neck that stretches twenty feet in the air and shoots fireballs at you. She's in the first stage as well. It's, it's like okay. an enemy. Yeah, they should just show up occasionally. Yeah. Okay. Uh, probably the coolest enemy in the game, mind you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't expect it. 
<laughs> like true. you have dancing umbrella, you have dancing umbrellas, you have ninjas, samurais, old men with canes. You don't expect a Japanese woman's neck to stretch twenty feet in the air and shoot fireballs <laughs> at you. Like that's, that's awesome. There's also the guys dressed as a tanuki. Those, true, those are... <laughs> true. Yeah, yeah. It's not an actual tanuki; just a guy in a suit. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> yeah. So random. Um. So the boss at the end of this stage is you call it a Hans Molman, uh, <laughs> yep. or or yeah. Um, if you've ever played Dive Man and Mega Man Four, yep, there he is. You, you have fought this boss. <laughs> um, <laughs> Such an annoying boss. Yeah, if you've ever played, if you've ever fought Dive Man and Mega Mega Man Four NES or Mega Man Three Game Boy, you have played. You have fought this boss already. Uh, this this guy here will jump and spin into the ground. When he comes back up out of the ground, he throws some balls out, dodge the balls, palm him, drives back in the ground, rinse and repeat. A very simple boss. It, it, he can elude you a little bit if you're not paying close attention, but uh, for the most part, it's a Mega Man boss <laughs> that we fought a hundred times already. Yeah, and for some reason, when he's getting low on health, you can hit him more than once when he pops yeah. out of the ground. It's really weird that you can do that throughout the entire fight, because that would make it a lot faster, because now it's more of a waiting game, and it gets annoying pretty fast. But when he has, like, two or three packs left, you can, like, stomp him, like, three or four times before he does his uh, his ball move. So I don't know what that is about. It's just weird programming, Yeah, really. I don't get it at all. But um, that's basically it for World 4. Uh, World 4 honestly isn't too bad. It's just understanding what your environment looks like. I will say one thing, though, in 4-2, you want to jump ahead a little bit and back up because enemies will spawn literally like right on the edge of the pit. And if you jump and get hit by an enemy while you're jumping over a pit, you lose all your momentum and you're going to fall into the hole and die. Um, so just, uh, just a, a, a tip there for you. Uh, when you play mm-hmm. sumo fighter is jump ahead jump ahead and see uh see what's coming especially the guys with the nets the guys with the nets are your are the are your bane of existence when jumping over pits um they do suck yeah yeah like they're easy they're easy sprites but like they're just everywhere they're a nuisance um but yeah going into stage 5 this is the final world of the game um this stage is, in my opinion, probably the hardest world to get through. Um, most of the worlds are easy. Most of them are kind of quick. I would say this one is quick, but it's hard because they throw everything from the game at you in worlds 5-1 and 5-2 and 5-3. Um, but once you get through it all, you come across two bosses at the end, and you have to beat them in... You have to beat them without dying um which easier said than done oddly enough um so in this what you got to do is get to the end fight the bodyguard then you got to fight the shogun uh if you die to the bodyguard you got to start stage again if you die to the shogun you got to start five three again that that yeah this is the only stage where you don't have a checkpoint because all yep. the other stages, even the boss stages, you start like halfway through the level. This one, for some reason, you don't, which is also a weird choice. But uh, yeah, I yeah. don't know why they did that. 
I don't get it either. But the first first guy you fight, uh, Mo calls him Shredder, which I can understand why he looks like it's Shredder. It's literally Shredder. It's <laughs> yeah. literally Shredder. Um, we call him the bodyguard. Uh, he gets every time you hit him, he gets very fast. But you have to so you jump over him when he runs at you because he literally just sprints underneath of you, so you don't have to do much. Think of like the second boss of the game where you just jump over him after you hit him. It's the same fight here. It's just he runs. So you just have to be prepared to, to jump faster. Um, hit him. He'll sprint at you. Hit him again. Sprint at you. Rinse and repeat. Once you beat the bodyguard, you go face off against the Shogun. Now, the Shogun... Is kind of... it. So the Shogun can be a really easy fight or it can be a really hard fight. Mm-hmm. Depending on what you leveled for your power-up. Um... If you leveled up everything into your palm strike, you can stun lock the Shogun. But yep. if you didn't, well, the Shogun's tough. Um, the Shogun just walks back and forth. When he gets close to you, he pulls out a samurai sword and swipes at you. Uh, the samurai sword hitbox is crazy because it's well above his head. And you can't actually jump over the sword. Uh, you're, mm-hmm. You just can't ju- you You don't jump high enough to get over the sword. So you have to hit him, run backwards, and like run jump over him <laughs> to get over him when he, when he comes at you if you don't have a power-up fist. If you have the power-up fist, you can literally just palm strike him, stun lock him, and he's, he's down in a second. Um, so this <laughs> yeah. fight here, it all depends on how you leveled your character throughout the game. Yeah, You, yeah, you like, can't Shiko him to death, but it takes forever. Yeah, like I said, like the... the- Balm upgrade is the best thing you can do in yeah. this game because uh, it literally helps you with a lot of boss fights for sure. Uh, yeah, I I called this guy useless emperor because he comes on screen and you stun lock him and that's all he does. Like you can do the same with Shredder actually. Uh, you do have to take one hit where he ha- goes through you, but then you can also just uh, stun lock him to that. It's really easy. Um, when it comes to useless emperor or shogun. Make him come on the screen, though, because if you do happen to kill him on the side of the stage, um, when you kill a boss, they drop this shogi uh, piece, which you need to pick up to finish the level. If you would fight this guy on the edge of the screen, he would drop it outside of the screen, and you can't get it, and then you softlock the game. So uh, try try not to do that, for sure. Uh, just let him come in a little bit closer. Uh he starts off really slow anyway, so... Uh, yeah. True. Keep that in mind, for sure. Yeah. It's you like do have the password for the final stage by now, so it's it's not that big of a deal if you soft luck here, but... You just have to play through 5-3 again. So. Yeah. But yeah, you get a password after every stage. So, like, 5-1-5-2-5-3-1-1-1-2-1-3, you get a password after each one, so... Yep. Um, so yeah, that marks the end of the game. You get like a little scene where you are, uh, uh, where you save, what's her name, Kayo or Kayo again. Kayo, um, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, depending on how you started the game, uh, because you have a choice between easy and hard, um, if you've played easy, which is probably the best thing to do if you haven't played this game before so you can get familiar with how it works, uh, it will say, uh, okay, that's... Good on you, you beat the game, but now play hard mode. Um, And then you get a password to start off hard mode, basically. Um, This is not a new game plus. 
it's really just starting from the start again. Uh, basically, everything stays the same um, except for hard mode. There are more enemies throughout the stages and there will be different enemies, usually in the form of annoying birds or something like that that will push you into pits. Uh, that's like the biggest change in hard mode. Uh, but once you get familiar with these new uh, setups of um, enemies, the stages are practically practically the same. You do not take more damage or, or anything like that. Some of the bosses do get a new attack though. Uh, but if you have been already familiar with how they work, um, the fights remain the same throughout most of it. It's just, they have a new attack. Maybe you'll see it, maybe you don't. Uh, but yeah, keep that in mind for sure. So then you beat hard mode and you're like, well, this game is done, right? Right? No, it, it is not done at all. It says, wow, you beat hard mode, good job, but uh, why not try super mode now? So <laughs> then you're like, oh my god, are you kidding me? Do I have to play through this game again? Yes, you do have to play through this game again. Um, super can only be accessed by beating hard mode, so it's not a choice in the menu at all. Um, and the only difference I could see between this mode and hard mode is that the two stationary enemies, those being the long-necked lady and the uh, guy in a tanuki suit, they take two hits instead of one. Besides that, there was literally no change at all. So I don't know why they didn't just stop at hard mode. Um, it's a really odd choice. Uh, but you do have to beat Super to actually get the credit roll for this game. Like, the ending stays the same, but you actually get uh, the credits roll. Yeah. So if real, you want to see that, credits. yeah, if you want to see that, you'll have to play, uh, play through Super. Otherwise, just play Easy or Hard mode if you want a little bit more of a challenge, but not much. Uh, just play it, Easy. Yeah, easy is fine. Like you <laughs> just play easy. Yeah, <laughs> easy I mean, gives I you to, enough of a challenge. So yeah, yeah, true. Like, is that hard mode is basically just oh, there's an annoying bird in my way that's gonna push me into a pit when I try to <laughs> jump over it. Like besides that, like nothing, nothing much changes. So uh, it it just depends on what kind of a, a challenge you want for yourself, what you want to play, and pl yeah. play super if you want to. But it's again the same game as hard. As far as I know. Yep. Um, yeah. Cover art. Very different cover arts this time around. The cover art that you all have seen on the stream right now is the American cover art, which resembles nothing of the game at all. <laughs> um, and for those listening, the cover art in the foreground is we have a sumo wrestler. Generic drawn sumo wrestler with... With uh, a with a gray uh, is it is a, is that is that a mawashi? Is that what a mawashi is? Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. loin cloth. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Just what you what you think of when you uh, what you imagine uh, in your head when you think of a sumo fighter. Basically, yeah, that's very very the... stereotypical sumo sumo fighter. Uh, no real distinct features to it. Standing on a piece of ground overlooking something because it's seemingly on a cliff because there's a cliff edge in the bottom right corner and then behind him is a mountain that looks like it might be smoking which is weird because like the character the ground and the mountain 
all have like a sense of like realism like drawing to them but like the smoke or the cloud coming from like the top of the mountain looks like like a third grader just took a a water brush and just painted a a cloud (laughs) coming out of it um so pretty pretty uh oh it's a cool it's a cool boxer but it's nothing to brag about um, yeah, it doesn't really grab your attention. Yeah, it's just a sumo fighter and Mount Fuji in the background. If I if I <laughs> if I saw this if I saw this on a Kmart shelf when I was five years old, I would not buy it based off of the uh, based mm-hmm. off of the box art. Let's mm-hmm. just say that um, based off of the box art because that's how we did things back in the nineties. We didn't have the internet, and you bought games solely based off of if the box art looked cool. If the box art looked cool, if Nintendo Power said it was cool, and if you looked at the back of the box and it looked cool, you bought the game, right? That was the only... And then you play the game and you realize that it sucked. You realize, like, oh, Godzilla is not actually Godzilla. It's just Bubble Bobble with a fist coming out of my mouth. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> still salty about that game 20 years later. <laughs> so... I like uh, that game though. <laughs> I hate that game. I probably would have liked it if I knew what I was. If I yeah, if yeah. it didn't have the word Godzilla on it, I probably would like it. But the fact that it says Godzilla on it and you run around and punch boulders off of things, stupid. Um, <laughs> I want to kill Mothra. <laughs> what did they? Um, Mothra is in it. Well, I know, but not the way <laughs> I want him to be. <laughs> yeah. I want the Xbox Godzillas where I get to destroy cities and beat up other monsters. I don't want to push a push a rock with a punching punching glove out of my mouth. <laughs> Dumb. Um, but then we have the Japanese box art, which uh, very very different, mind you. Uh, let's see if I can actually pull it up on stream without breaking anything. In before I'm breaking something, a hundred percent breaking something. There we go. <laughs> didn't break. Didn't break anything. Good, good, good. So then we have the Japanese box art, very colorful, very, very, very colorful box art. Um, this one actually depicts a, the game. They um, so the guy in the foreground is the is the main main person that you play as. And he's not your traditional sumo wrestler. He has an eight pack, uh, so he has abs, a lot of muscle, <laughs> uh, but still is using is still wearing his black or or gray, uh, um, uh, mawashi, mawashi. Thank you. And uh, and he's leaping at you with arms arms out. Top right corner, pink cloud, awesome. Very colorful night night sky in the back. And then behind him, you can see some of the enemies that you have to tango against, like the ball guy that's juggling, uh, the little ki- the the guy with the net right above the top left of his hair. Um, I can't tell what the other monster is above his left knee, but yeah, uh, me neither. There, uh, and it looks like he's like coming out of the water a bit too, or like flying across the water like anime style. Like it, it looks pretty awesome, and then below it is Sumo Fighter, blah 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 blah. So, yeah. this box art is phenomenal. If I saw this box art at five years old, I would have bought the game. 
Yeah, you, you can see by this cover that it's not a traditional sports game. If you look at the American one, it's like, okay, this is a game about sumo fighting. I don't care. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, like the, the Japanese one just screams, well, anime for sure. Uh, and no, no, it is not based on an anime or anything like that or on a manga. Oh. Uh, but yeah, the, this just screams like an adventure game, like a fun adventure game and not like just a, a sports game. At least, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. If I saw this in Kmart, I would have bought this one instead. But uh, lo and behold, I didn't buy either one at 1991. Now I need <laughs> to time travel to go back to 1991, 1993 actually for me, and uh, yes. buy a copy of the game for forty dollars, so I can be buy like eight copies of the game for forty dollars and uh, <laughs> sell them now. And then yeah. sell them. Right now, yep. <laughs> yep, complete yep. in box, sealed factory, sealed, complete in box. Yeah. So <laughs> then I'll buy Toxic Crusaders and Amazing Tater, Mega Man Five. I got all complete in box, factory sealed. <laughs> if only. And I'm the, and I'm the only one with time traveling. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll crash the market immediately. Um, <laughs> I'll be rich. I'll have a house instead of a scrappy apartment. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, with that, so that's the game. That's the box art. Um, fun game. It can be a short game, but I think it took me like a couple hours to play through it. Um, but yeah, we're gonna take another quick short break. When we come back, we'll give you our thoughts, history with the game, things of that nature. So stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone. Um, from a short break. Uh, thoughts of history. We're going to start with you, Mo, since mm-hmm. you actually wrote stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't know that this game existed at all. Um, and I think you played it and mentioned it to me. And that's how I found out about the game. Um, but the first time I played it, uh, it was just a quick playthrough on easy. Um and yeah, I was surprised a game like this existed because I wasn't expecting a, a platformer uh, based around a sumo wrestler at all. Um, and the first time I played it, I was impressed by it, but I also didn't really like it that much, to be honest. Um, I got annoyed by the hitboxes, like I mentioned earlier, and... I don't know, the game just didn't click with me uh, the way it should have had. Um, But I replayed it last week, um, and I went through all those uh, difficulties. And again, like, when I was playing it on easy, the annoyances came back to me pretty quickly. And I was like, I I really still don't like this game. Uh, But because I tried my best to get through hard mode and and super mode, which was, again, literally the same as hard mode, um, the game actually grew on me because I knew what I was doing. I barely died anymore. Um, So I I actually kind of like this game right now. It's not something I would revisit often, uh, but I think it's definitely uh, worth playing. 
and sticking with it until you're familiar with like how it works exactly uh, because it does turn out to be a lot more fun than it seems at uh, at the start. Um, the randomness of the mini games, however, uh, because I do use them a lot to level up, um, I I hate it because um, <laughs> like sometimes I just needed one more upgrade and I was like not getting the experience I needed, and then I knew where all the bonus games were and then I tried it and it's like oh it's the one where I don't get a bonus game or oh it's the thumb wrestling one that doesn't make any sense at all uh but eventually there there's so many opportunities to level up that uh in the end you, you can definitely get every upgrade that you might need and you don't need them all if you get better at the game like even the health upgrades don't matter that much. It's, it's mostly the punch that you want to get to yeah. uh, level 4 as quickly as possible because then you do the most damage. Um, so yeah, th those are my thoughts uh, and history with this game. I think it, this is definitely a game you have to play a few times before it grows, at least in my yeah. opinion, uh, before it grows on you. And then you can see like it, it's really cool. It has nice graphics. Uh, cool animations for such an early game in the Game Boy library. And it's a very unique game because you wouldn't expect a platformer based around the sumo wrestler. And uh, it does that pretty well, actually. Yeah, I uh, I think I got everyone that has played Sumo Fighter for their Game Boy challenge. I think I was the reason they, they played it because I talked about it pretty pretty religiously after I played it. Because mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. I beat this... This was game. This was game ninety six for me. So that was back in two thousand and seventeen. Was when I played this the first time, and uh, this was back when we were all like, I mean, we we're active in it still, but like we were really active into like the Game Boy stuff. Like, mm -hmm. we had four or five people doing it at, at a time, and um, I played it. I didn't know it existed. I was. I was doing my normal run-through video game list deal. I was like, okay, let's see what's going through there. And uh, I, I like sumo fighting games. I just I just do. I think sumo fighting games are super fun. And uh, I happened to come across Sumo Fighter. I assumed it was a sumo wrestling game. And I was like, yeah, sumo wrestling game. Heck yeah. Well, before I knew what Hari Manata was. Like yeah, sumo wrestling game, sick. Finally, something fun on the Game Boy, and then I started playing. I'm like, oh, this is not a sumo wrestling game. <laughs> um, it's a platformer. And I play. I played it. I played like the first couple stages of it. And I was like, oh, that's kind of a neat game. It gave me like it gave me like a uh, it gave me a, a, a Ninja Gaiden vibe because like I had to get XP. It gave me like a Ninja Gaiden and Rygar vibe. If you ever played mm -hmm. Rygar on the NES. It gave me a Ninja Gaiden and Rygar vibe where, like, I have to break blocks to get XP, and the XP allows me to boost my 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 powers, basically. I was like, all right, this is kind of interesting. Like, I haven't played a platformer like this before. And, uh, yeah, I, the, I think the next day I literally sat down and played it. It took me, uh, just look, I think it took me an hour and a half to beat it. And, uh... I was like, oh, this game was actually pretty damn cool. Uh, the hitbox, I do agree, the hitboxes were were pretty janky, and I definitely had my complaints in terms of, of level design. But I thought like the sprite work and the animation was 
some of the best I've seen at that point in Game Boy um, Adventure. Mm-hmm. And then I um, I told you and John Carls about it. And, like, I think within, like, the next week or two weeks, like, you and John started playing it. Um, I know John immediately got pissed at the game. And... Uh, <laughs> As, as he did and i i don't i don't think i ever i don't think i watched your initial playthrough i think i watched like parts oh, of your vod i think i watched parts of your vod later on but i don't think i i don't think i watched your initial playthrough of it because i just at the time just didn't watch a lot of twitch. i still don't watch a lot of twitch but um i just didn't watch a lot of retro stuff back then um so but um i don't know i liked the game with with it, it's really hard for me to hate a game. Mm-hmm. When I say when I say like if I if I'm sincere about me hating a game, I to me that game is the worst game ever to exist. Um, I don't hate hate Super Mario Land two, but I don't like Super Mario Land two. I understand why <laughs> people like the game, but I personally do not like the game. Yeah, I and it and for what it's worth, I think Mario Land two. Did a lot of good things that pushed forward some 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 of the games in the Game Boy library, you know, and the music in the game is is well done. But I personally just I think the game sucks. <laughs> Dragon's Lair on Game Boy Color, that game burned every copy in the world that you can find of that game because that game is awful, awful. The people that ported that game should feel bad, and if you listen to the <laughs> podcast, you should feel bad. Um, <laughs> By the way, if you want to interview, just let me know, and we'll, we can talk about Dragons Lair, Game Boy Color, um, <laughs> and how much I don't like it. Um, I will ask you why every single time. Um, why did you have to do this? But uh, I thought this game was decent. Um, is is it the best game I've ever played in Game Boy? No. Um, it's, I would, I consider it above average, uh, an above average Game Boy game that not many people have probably ever heard of. Uh, it's a very obscure game and for being a platformer for how it is with an XP system, block breaking system, mini games, like you don't have a ranged attack really at all. Like you're relying on a melee attack. So it's almost like a beat em up ish type platformer. It's a pretty underrated game. I thought, I think the game is actually very well done. Um, I was the uh, and then segued into the next segment. I was the initial route maker for the speed run of this game. Um, I after I beat and play after I played and beat the game, I uh, I did a very rudimentary uh, routing of the game. I got it down to like a like a twenty five minute game, um, where you literally just power up your fist. You don't power up anything else. It's straight fist, and then once you're done with fist, put it all into health. Um, yep. Yep. And uh, you can burn through the game in like 25 minutes. And then I, since then, uh, Atroz and a few other people, I think, have taken it down to like 20 minutes or 18 minutes now. So, <clears throat> Yeah, um, Atroz, uh, a few weeks ago, he went back to the game and improved upon it. Uh, this is the speedrun for easy mode, of course. Uh, but now it's down to like 15 minutes and 17 yeah. seconds. Um, and it can go, like I saw the run uh, last week, um, it, a sub-15 is definitely possible. Uh, so it's it's not a long yeah. game if you know what you're doing. Yeah. Like I said, the game's all about how you build your character. 
if you if you know what you're doing. And again, like what 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 Mo is saying too, like if you know what you're doing, the game is super fun. Yeah. If you if you know exactly what you're doing, the game is crazy fun. If you don't know what you're doing at all, the game sucks kind of hard. <laughs> yeah. Um so I definitely do agree with that uh that sentiment 100%. But um Yeah. That's all I got. Um like what most said the speed run now is down to about 15 minutes, so tiny 10 area. Yep. It is. I, I still have to update the list on it, but it's definitely a possibility now to uh, to put it in. Oh. It's in the tiny ten window time frame yeah. now. Yep. <laughs> Not saying it'll be in the next tiny ten, but Not saying that, but there is a possibility, of course, so <laughs> I don't. I don't even think we've started talking about the next Tiny Ten. Yet, no, that's, so. that's that's still like half a year away. So. Which is crazy to think, because the last Tiny Ten we just had, Tiny Ten, what was it, thirteen or whatever it was? Twelve, we, you, I believe. Twelve. Yeah. We literally had that game list done in like March. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had that game list done in March, and this one we haven't even thought about yet. So. <laughs> oh man. Uh, do we want to take another? I don't want to take another break. I don't want to listen to this music any more than I have to. <laughs> We're gonna go into the outro, uh, which sure. I didn't even look at marathon stuff at all. So that's how prepared no. I was for marathon stuff. Um, I know Midwest Speed Fest has something going on. They just released their. Uh, they just released their schedule. Let me find it real quick. Yeah, all I know is at least on RGL here next. Um, Next weekend. So if you're listening to the episode that this comes out later than that weekend or the same weekend even. Uh, so that, that won't matter anymore. But uh, from March then to through March 14th, there will be Do the Mario's uh, event on RGL here. Do uh, the Mario. So I think the concept is that it's all speed runs of like different... Uh, Mario games and it's done by people who actually do the speed runs mostly. Uh, and there's so also not, so not casual Mario golf runs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, <laughs> there, there will be stuff like that as well uh, throughout the show uh, for sure. Uh, but yeah, it's it's mostly like actual speed runners of Mario games that will be uh, doing yeah. things. Yeah. I I would showcase the Virtual Boy Mario Tennis. My frame meister hates the virtual boy. Hates the virtual boy. So I need to find a better way to to uh, upscale or capture the virtual boy. Mm-hmm. I have a consoleized virtual boy. Like it works great, but the frame meister hates it. It does not does not want to sync well with it. So otherwise, I'd showcase Mario Tennis on Virtual Boy and how awful that game is too. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's true. But uh, Midwest Speed Fest, their submissions are apparently... Oh, volunteer submissions. Their volunteer submissions are closing in about six days. So if you don't know what Midwest Speed Fest is, Midwest Speed Fest is an in-person convention. It's not just a speed running thing, but it's a convention um, uh, partnered with uh, VGM Con where uh, here in Minneapolis... Uh, people get together. It's cosplay, Smash Brothers, um, things like that. 
Uh, but in the little in a piece of a side piece of the convention is speed running, and that's where Midwest Midwest Speed Fest comes in. Uh, the guys from Midwest Speed Fest are all from around my area here in Minnesota, and it's a bunch of speedrunners that get together in person, kind of like a GDQ. We sit in a room, watch people play games, clap, cheer, do our thing, and call it a day. Um, it's actually a super fun thing. I've attended two of them uh, in my time. So uh, the the people that run Midwest Speed Fest are f- actual phenomenal people, very friendly uh, folks as well. So uh, they have that coming up April 1st through April 3rd. So about a month-ish out for that. Um, what else do we have going on? You've already said the RGL stuff. So, uh, Well, there's still Retroton, of course, in April. Uh, Miron RGL, which is Retro April 16 through April 24th. Uh, I think submissions are closed. Yes. Uh, at least, at least when this episode comes out, it will be closed. So uh, I think submissions closed. Yeah. Later. So yeah, there, there's something to look forward to at least. Um. Oh, there's another one coming up. This one's to help a help a family with some. Um, help some close friends of mine in a way with uh, with some medical stuff. So like uh, we ha- it's called Knights of the Round Table, and that one's happening on. I'm in too many discords. <laughs> I'm in way too many discords. This one's happening on. Wait for my phone to load. When you don't use your phone, it doesn't load very quickly. March 18th. So the weekend of March 18th will be. Uh, that one and that one's a, a charity one. All proceeds are going to help one of our friends. Uh, their their child was diagnosed with uh, with uh, with something that you don't want to be diagnosed with. I think it was I forgot which cancer it was, but um, this is helping them out with medical expenses. So March eighteenth for that one, and then um, I'm assuming power up with Pride will probably do something here semi soon. And if you still need a speedrunning kick, Games Done Quick literally has something running almost every single day uh, between major marathons. I think um, Frame Frame Fatales right now has been going for about a week or so. They might still be going now. So. Oh, yeah, it's Frost Fatales at the moment. Yeah. Frost Fatales. Oh, yeah, it's winter time. Yeah, yeah. so that makes sense. Um, Blue was on there. She ran uh, Darkwing Duck NES killed it too did a phenomenal job so yeah and, and ducktales i believe and ducktales yeah. yeah she did the she was part of the the the, the duck block i think <laughs> it was duck. called or something like that <laughs> the duck block yeah. <laughs> bird block but yeah she killed it it was it was awesome to watch no, I, uh, I, typically, it. I typically don't watch much of gdq stuff but uh being a part of the rgl family now i've been trying to be a bit more in tuned with with everyone so mm-hmm. um which is something I'm naturally not good at. So, <laughs> ask Mo. Yeah. I'm terrible at it. So. <laughs> like last night, Mo was like, "We did, we didn't announce anything yet for this episode." Oops, uh, we haven't <laughs> talked about the episode since we announced it a month ago. Uh, whoops. Um, so yeah. Then obviously GDQ is going to have SGDQ submissions probably open within the next month or so as well too. Keep an eye out for that. I would assume it's going to be online again as well. So 
Yeah, perhaps, uh, maybe. It probably will be. Um, that's all I got for marathon-y stuff. Um, bloop, 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 going through all that. <clears throat> do we have any questions at all? We I see it all... I see an Ultima Runes of Virtue question, which is not pertaining to the episode, but I do like all. I, I like the Ultima series a lot. It's one of my favorite RPG series. <laughs> I, I played both of the Game Boy ones, and I like them for two hours, and then I'm like, why is this game still going? <laughs> like, it, it, it takes too long. Uh, but it, it's funny. The games are funny, at least. Like, yeah. you have a great sense of humor, but... Uh, yeah, they always start really fun, but I lose interest in them uh, quite quickly. Uh, yeah, they're, they're both like 10-hour games, and that's ah, they're long. a little bit too much. Yeah, I've uh, I semi-recently played Ultima 7, the Black <coughs> Gate on Super Nintendo. Uh, I actually own a complete box of that game. I, I like the Ultima series a lot. Uh, it's a very dry RPG, don't get me wrong, but... Um, I'm part of that that fan base, so yeah, it's just like it's just like um, like if you ever play Fall like the old Fallout games, like Fallout One and Two, like those games were brutally, but like I'm gonna call them bad. They're brutally bad, but like there's a fall <laughs> there's a following for you know Fallout like that. So and I think Fallout Four was a trash game as well too. There's only been one good Fallout game that was New Vegas. So <laughs> yeah. I would That's rather play. Now, so. <laughs> I would rather play the Ultima games than I like will ever touch another wizardry game in my life, and I'm still not done with that stupid wizardry guiding game, and I hate it, and I want it. How do you? I want like, it to die, and 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 tough. Yeah, Ultima is way better than wizardry. There we go. <laughs> That's because you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's because you it's, don't it's know an, what you're doing. It's like an look awful at these game. these wizardry. Boxes look so cool. How can you not like a game with a cool box art? Nope, not for me. Burn them. <laughs> Burn them all. Basically, in wizardry, if you don't know D and D rules, you're not gonna have a good time in the no, game. Um, it follows very strict D and D, like old D and D, like three if not earlier uh, rule sets. So yeah, um, and Mo doesn't play D and D, so <laughs> nope, zero interest in it. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. That's but, that's about uh, all the listener questions we have. Unless somebody else in chat still has a question, uh, can be about the game or or just anything in general. I can't click in Discord, otherwise I lose your video. So you're gonna have to you're in charge. Yeah, of there's nothing in our Discord for this one. So. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah. Um. Okay. Well. Cool. Um. Before we get into the the sellout mode. Um. <laughs> Thoughts and suggestions from anyone, whether you're in chat, in our Discord, listening to it on the YouTubes, and want to leave a comment. I think comments should be enabled. If they're not, I'm going to yell at Mo after this. I didn't disable Um, anything. All right. Comment. Comment on SoundCloud. DM us, chat, you know, talk to us in our Twitch channels, whatever it may be. (laughs) Thoughts and suggestions of the podcast. We love hearing. Um, We've gotten some really good positive feedback recently in the last few episodes that we've done. Uh, so it's just reassuring to know that we are on a on the right path in a way of doing these episodes. Um, and uh, since we're doing them live now, like obviously nothing is perfect going live. Like we're forty five minutes late today, and you know, like I'm still struggling to figure out how to get 
things rolling, like the video. So you get to see the end of Sumo Wrestler, at least, in this episode, because the, the square <laughs> is black now. Um, and I, I don't have anything to fill in that square. So it's uh, it's a learning process. We're still trying to get it out. This is the second live episode that we've done with RGL. Um, we're busting through it. So obviously feedback. We would love to hear feedback, suggestions, thoughts on the podcast, things of that nature. Uh, we haven't covered anything Game Boy Color or Game Boy Advance yet. We've briefly talked about those games if we've played them, like Dragon's Lair, Game Boy Color, and how bad that game is. But um, <laughs> we haven't done an episode yet on a Game Boy Color game. I actually have two lined up, um, Super Squidlet and uh, um, Wink. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh One's a homebrew for Game Boy Color. One is, uh, it's not playable on Game Boy, but it's stylized after Game Boy Color. Um, so, with all that said, you can find me, eBloodyCandy. Name is right there. Uh, on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube. Twitch, Twitter, YouTube. Instagram. That's really about it. TikTok. You can find me on... I only have one video on TikTok, and it's me being absolutely disgusted by a person that put mayonnaise on himself. Um, <laughs> TikTok's a weird, man. It's a riot. Uh, you can find our awesome, wonderful producer, Sprinty Legs, as you can see on the on the side of the, of the, of the thingy. Um, you can see her uh, on Sprinty Legs on Twitch and Twitter, Legs on YouTube, and uh, check out her project website, SprintyLegs.com, <clears throat> which is where you can actually find the Game Boy Manual database project that we have been working on, or you can go to GBManuals.com for that. Mm-hmm. Mo, where can they find you? You can find me on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram, all uh, slash Moolah. Uh, which is on the screen, I suppose, right now. But if you're listening, that's uh, written M-O-E-L-L-E-U-H. So that's that's for all of those. Yep. Um, so now we go into the sellout mode, which is probably the best scripted version of the sellout <laughs> mode we ever go into. Um, so we have a Patreon, where if you want to support us monetarily each month, we have a Patreon. Where you get access to our notes, back-end stuff, bloopers. You get a bunch of access in our Discord as well, too, that uh, non-subscribers get. <clears throat> we also have um, tiers throughout the thing where certain tiers get certain things. Um, you get you get uh, exclusive premiere access to Haunt Hunters, which is a horror Let's Play series that Mo and I do on YouTube. Uh, the most recent release is called The Bunker, where mm. a where a family that is a part of a government agency is in a, well, in a, in a bunker for 30 some odd years and the kid decides to leave the bunker or stay, whatever. It's supposed to be a horror FMV. It's kind of, it's more comical than it is horror. Um, yeah. <laughs> it has an eight, has like an eighties horror vibe to it. It's kind of funny. Um, so that's the, that's the most recent one out right now. Uh, we're, slowly planning on the next haunt hunters to be premiered to our patrons 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 yes um we have to do what we have to redo our milestones because we were going to do live streams after a certain amount of milestone but uh we're reworking pieces of that right now 
So stay tuned for that. If subscription stuff isn't your thing because everything in the world is subscription-based, we have PayPal. Um, the only issue with PayPal is that we can't tie Discord into PayPal. So if you do support us via PayPal, please let one of the three of us know so we can thank you and give you stuff in return uh, for supporting the, the podcast. Obviously, money isn't everything in the world. And we understand that money, especially in 2022, is kind of crazy right now because of pandemic and everything else that's happened else in the world. Um, listening to the podcast, leaving reviews, and just chatting with us in Discord is more than enough. We love hearing what you all think of the of the, of the podcast. We love just hearing, like, hey, I just found your podcast. Listen to it. Good job. Like, love hearing that for sure. Having our small conversations in, in the Discord have been great. Like we talked about sprite work and how to build Game Boy games and why Dragon's Lair on Game Boy Color sucks. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and then we just, you know, and then leaving reviews. Like we have a five-star review on Apple Podcast because, you know, we have voices of an angel and uh, we never lie on the podcast ever. Um, never. That's we still stand by that 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 penguin, an amazing penguin. <laughs> he definitely yeah. he had other things on his mind, and we're standing by it. Absolutely, um, <laughs> the hidden the hidden truth, the hidden truth behind the amazing penguin box. Right, we're standing by it. Um, <laughs> he had other things on his mind. He was doing something else and was caught after the act. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. Oh, we gotta keep selling. We got a merch store. Merch This is Gameboy.com. Yep. Yes. Yes. Correct. Okay. <laughs> I never remember the URL. Uh, merch This is Gameboy.com. Get yourself a shirt, a coffee cup. I think that's all that's available right now. Yeah. Um. We'll probably maybe have more. It'd be kind of cool to have a sticker or something. But uh, maybe we launch more of the merch store. But the shirts are nice. Uh, if you're familiar with Gildan and Haynes. Uh, um, shirts like the quality of those shirts that's what you're getting it's either a, a screen print on a Hanes or a Gildan shirt um, I've washed mine probably like 20 times by now and my screen print hasn't worn away or cracked or anything yet so um, they've been great yeah and they have like factories all over the world so it doesn't, yeah. doesn't matter where you buy it from like if if there's any issues with customs if you buy from outside of the eu uh, eu or america doesn't matter because they have a factory everywhere so they always yeah. ship from from close by and and the teespring uh customer service has been actually i heard pretty phenomenal too we've had a few people with uh issues with the actual shirt itself and mm. uh they reached out to teespring and teespring hooked them up with a. Uh, with a better quality shirt or a, a fix or whatever with without much hassle. So Yes. Um, is that all the selling out that we have to do? That is indeed all the selling out we have to we do. We did it. Yeah. So, yeah, all this information uh, can be found with, like, clickable links and things like that on our website, which is just uh, thisisgameboy.com. Easy enough. Yep. There you can find links to everything you might need Uh True. Definitely go check that out. True. Um, well, that's it for the closing statements. The next thing we had talked about is our next game, which you've mm -hmm. laid out three. Yeah, I, I 
it's my pick, kind of. And I, these are the ones that come to mind that I do want to do an episode on. So, uh, I mean, you can choose which one you want to do, really. I am open to any of the three that you have written down. I hate one of the three that you have written <clears throat> down. Yeah, but but, it, but it's uh, a very interesting to... one to talk about. Not not I be... am... yeah. <laughs> yeah, not because of, of like the difference between our opinions on it, but there's actually a lot to it, which is cool. Uh, but yeah, uh, there are yeah, there yeah. are some cool. I I am good with either one of those three. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Having played and beaten all three of them, so yeah, indeed. Um. We just got done doing a platformer, so it might be good to do Double Dragon. Yeah, it's a beat 'em up for sure. Uh, Operation C would be—it's an action game, like it, it's an action yeah. platformer. And Bionicom Man though is just unique platforming. But yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, maybe Double Dragon indeed uh, would be. There the best go. choice for now. So yeah, let's uh, let's do the original Double Dragon for Game Boy uh, next time. That's a, that's a pretty cool one to talk about for sure. The game that everyone hated in the Tiny Ten. <laughs> Literally everyone hated it. Cave a Bobo, man. Cave a Bobo. Cave <laughs> a Bobo. Yeah. So yeah, the next time you hear from, oh cool, come on camera. My, well, my camera went out of focus, so you get to see blurry EBC. Uh, so the next time, there it goes. So the next time you hear from us, uh, Mo and I together will be talking about Double Dragon for the Game Boy. So. Until next time, everyone. Thank you all for listening to the podcast. Thank you all for watching. We appreciate you all. And until next time. Ta-ta. Later, man. Don't say anything dumb yet. We're still alive. I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs>